Peace be upon you. So there is an expression that occurs roughly 25 times in the Quran that says, obey God and obey the messenger, or some variation of that. And individuals, they say that because it says obey God and obey the messenger, therefore, it's an obligation for us as followers of the Quran to follow the Hadith in addition to the Quran. Now, this forms numerous contradictions because God tells us that the only Hadith we are to uphold is that of the Quran alone. This is what the Prophet Muhammad did and this is what we're obligated to do. So if we are following some other Hadith, therefore, we're contradicting not just God, but also his messenger. God tells us in Surah 45 verse 6, it says, These are God's revelations that we recite to you truthfully, in which Hadith, other than God and his revelations that they believe. Now God knew that this word Hadith would be abused to create these false attributions, these false narrations attributed to the Prophet, and therefore put this word numerous times in the Quran to tell us that the only Hadith we are to uphold is that of the Quran alone. In Surah 77 verse 50, it says, Which Hadith other than this do they uphold? So if we uphold some other source, some other Hadith, therefore we are breaking these commandments in the Quran. In Surah 12 verse 111, it says, In their history there is a lesson for those who possess intelligence. This is not fabricated Hadith. This Quran confirms all previous scriptures, provides the details of everything, and is a beacon of mercy for those who believe. This has the seal of God's approval, this Quran. We cannot say that about any other source because this hadith, it was collected some 200 years after the Prophet's death. There is no way for us to say that this is authenticated, that it's complete, it contains the details of everything, but we can say this only about the Quran. God tells us that the Prophet Muhammad himself was to uphold only the Quran, that this is the only source of law that he upheld, and as us as submitters, we are to uphold. In Surah 6, verse 114, it says, Shall I seek other than God as a source of law when he's revealed to you this book fully detailed? It doesn't say he's revealed to you the Hadith fully detailed. No, the Quran is the only one that's fully detailed. And it continues, it says, Those who receive the scripture recognize that this has been revealed from your Lord truthfully. You shall not harbor any doubt. The word of your Lord is complete in truth and justice. Nothing shall abrogate his words. He is the hearer, the omniscient. God is telling us this Quran, it's complete. Nothing shall abrogate, meaning there should be no other source that contradicts this Quran. If we believe that there is another source that we need to uphold in addition to this Quran, therefore we're not abiding by the verses of the Quran. God tells us in the Quran in 1854, it says, we have cited in this Quran every kind of example, but the human being is the most argumentative creature. Why is it that there is this desire to go and find some additional sources as if we're not satisfied with what God is telling us in the Quran? That we need additional references for us to be able to perfect our religion. God is telling us the Quran has everything we need for our salvation. In Surah 39 verse 27 it says, We have cited for the people every kind of example in this Quran that they may take heed. God is telling us consistently to look for our answers in the Quran, that it's complete, it's fully detailed. It is the only hadith we are to uphold. If we follow some other source, some other hadith, something that's falsely attributed to the Prophet, some false narrations, therefore we're not believers in the Quran. We don't believe in God's word. We think that this Quran is incomplete. Now, why did God put in the Quran repeatedly to obey God and obey the messenger? Now, this serves a very practical reason because if it strictly said obey God and it didn't say obey the messenger, what about the years before the revelation of the Quran? For 23 years, Prophet Muhammad was reciting the Quran to those who would listen. 
to those who would take heed. And this wasn't just the Gentiles, just the Arabs, just the Bedouins. This was to also the pre people of the previous scripture, the Jews and the Christians. Now, if his message was solely to obey God, they would say, okay, well, we have the, their scripture. Why do we have to obey what you're telling us? It's because what the prophet was providing was revelations directly from God, that of the Quran. And it was obligatory for those individuals to follow these revelations being recited to them by the messenger. In Surah 5, verse 15, it says, O people of the scripture, our messenger has come to you to proclaim for you many things you have concealed in the scripture and to pardon many other transgressions you have committed. A beacon has come to you from God and a profound scripture. So those individuals, it was obligatory for them that they follow what was being recited to them, that they obey the messenger. Because while the messenger was alive, he was the uh, walking, talking Quran. He was getting the revelations directly from God and disseminating that for the people. It was obligatory for them to follow this. Now, it's interesting that it doesn't say obey God and obey Muhammad. It specifically says obey the messenger. Why this distinction? God is not short on words. 25 times roughly it says obey God and obey the messenger. Not once will you say it say obey Muhammad. It's because Muhammad was just a human being. And just like every other human being, he was fallible. He made mistakes. In Surah 18, verse 110, it says, say, this is to Prophet Muhammad, it says, say, I am no more than a human being like you. And we see that if he had shortcomings, which he did, that this was because of his own error, not because of his uh, duty as a messenger. In 3450, it says, say, if I go astray, I go astray because of my own shortcomings. And if I'm rightly guided, it is due to the revelations I receive from my Lord. The Prophet made mistakes just like any other human being made mistakes. God used the prophet as an example numerous times in the Quran to make us learn from his heirs, to make us learn from his example. And it's not that we look for these examples elsewhere. They're all in the Quran. God gives us the example in Surah 80 about how the prophet Muhammad, he turned away, he neglected the blind man who was eager to get the message, but he focused on the rich man. In Surah 80, verse 1 through uh, 10, it reads, He, Muhammad, frowned and turned away when the blind man came to him. How do you know? He may purify himself, or he may take heed and benefit from the message. As for the rich man, you gave him your attention, even though you could not guarantee his salvation. The one who came to you eagerly and is really reverent, you ignored him. So here is a mistake made by the prophet that God has placed inside the Quran for us to learn from. It's to learn that, okay, for one, we can't control the outcome in the sense of who we deal with, but also to show us that the Prophet Muhammad, when he was serving as a human being, he made mistakes. We see another example in Surah 66 in the sense that he was prohibiting something that God did not prohibit. In Surah 66 verse 1, it says, O you Prophet, why do you prohibit what God has made lawful for you just to please your wives? God is forgiver, merciful. So here we see that again, he's making a mistake. If we were to follow Muhammad, the person, we would be following this wrong path. The aspect is, we follow the messenger. And even the prophet himself was obligated to follow the messenger. We have other examples of mistakes he made in Surah 867 to 68. It reads about uh, how he took captives despite not participating in war. In Surah 942, he made a mistake in the sense of that he pardoned individuals before they were uh, tested to see if they would mobilize with the believers. But one of the ones that is the most profound is the fact that God calls him out and says, no believing man. So this is Surah 33, verse 36. 
It says, no believing man or woman, if God and his messenger issue any command, has any choice regarding that command. Anyone who disobeys God and his messenger has gone far astray. So God is telling this to the prophet. He, just like every other human being, was obligated to obey the messenger. And he didn't do it. Because it continues in 33, 37, it says, Recall that you said to the one who is blessed by God and blessed by you, keep your wife and reverence God. And you hid inside yourself what God wished to proclaim. Thus you feared the people when you were supposed to fear only God. And it goes on talking about how he didn't want to marry Zaid's wife, his adopted son's ex-wife. And he was embarrassed by this. But again, when God and his messenger issue a command, even Muhammad himself had to follow that command. And if he chose not to, then he would have suffered the, uh, the repercussions for that. And God blessed us by showing us that he was valuable, just like every other human being. When it came to the delivery of the message, he was perfect. Because then he was performing on behalf of a messenger. And it's interesting, people who fail to differentiate between Muhammad the man and Muhammad the messenger, they end up committing uh, hypocrisy. They end up committing idol worship. In Surah 962, it says, they swear by God to you to please you. So these are individuals who are swearing by God to please Muhammad, the person, the human being. And it says, when God and his messenger are more worthy of pleasing if they really believe. Meaning that the one we need to please is God and his messenger. And how do we please God and his messenger? By abiding by God's commandments, by following the Quran alone. And the question is, can we follow someone who's dead? You know, Prophet Muhammad... While he was alive, he was a living, breathing messenger. He was communicating God's revelations to the people. As he was receiving revelations, he was disseminating that to the masses. But he, and Muhammad died. And it says it in the Quran, it says, You, Muhammad, will surely die just like they will die. So can a dead person be a messenger? The aspect is, once his time in this world was terminated, he no longer continued being a messenger. The message became solely the Quran. Anyone who wants to idolize a dead person has completely failed the message of the Quran. In Surah 25, 58 says, You shall put your trust in the one who is alive, the one who never dies, and praise him and glorify him. He is fully cognizant of his creature's sins. In Surah 16, 20 and 21 it says, As for the idols they set up beside God, they do not create anything. They themselves were created. They are dead, not alive. And they have no idea how or when they will be resurrected. We have the example in the Quran about Jesus when he's resurrected and God asks him, did you ask the people to idolize you? And he says, had I said it, you would have known. You know my thoughts and I do not know yours. Jesus would be completely, on the day of resurrection, it's told to us that he's going to be completely shocked that people have set him up as a deity next to God. Some people calling him God. Some people calling him the son of God. He's clueless to all this. Just like Muhammad's going to be absolutely clueless that people have inserted his name in the Salat, have inserted his name in the Shahada, have set him up as a uh, rival to God. He's going to be absolutely shocked by this. And the aspect is that once he passed, once his time in this world ended, it's our obligation to follow his message, which was the Quran. We read in 2110, it says, We have sent down to you a scripture containing your message. Do you not understand? This Quran was the message that Prophet Muhammad was supposed to send to the people, was supposed to deliver to the people. His sole duty as a messenger was to deliver this message, this Quran. He had no other duty to collect narrations from him that are not the Quran. Is completely failing to understand his mission as a messenger.
In Surah 5 verse 99 says, the sole duty, the only duty of the messenger is to deliver the message. And God knows everything you declare and everything you conceal. In 2454, it reads, say, obey God and obey the messenger. If they refuse, then he is responsible for his obligations. And you're responsible for your obligations. If you obey him, you will be guided. So what is the messenger's obligations? It says in the next sentence, it says, the sole duty, the only duty of the messenger is to deliver this message. And we know from 2110 that the message is the Quran. And would Prophet Muhammad, would he have uh, preached any other scripture? Would he have preached any other revelation? In 619 says, say, O Muhammad, whose testimony is the greatest? Say God's. He is the witness between me and you that this Quran has been inspired to me to preach it to you and whoever it reaches. In 2252, it reads, these are God's revelations. We recite them through you truthfully for you are one of the messengers. Prophet Muhammad was here to deliver this Quran, to recite this Quran to the people so they could collect it, put it inside this book to be able to provide for all human beings till the end of the world. In 3.101, it says, how can you disbelieve when these revelations of God have been recited to you and his messengers come to you? Whoever holds fast to God will be guided in the right path. It is our obligation that we uphold these revelations, the Quran alone. If we uphold some other source, some other hadith, that there's no way for us to authenticate that this actually came from the Prophet. And even if there was, the fact is his sole duty was to deliver this Quran. So it's up to us. Do we want to follow God and his messenger or do we want to follow some other source? Muhammad himself strictly followed the Quran. To think that he followed some other source is completely contradictory. In Surah 6, 106, says, Follow what is revealed to you from your Lord. There is no God except He, and disregard the idol worshippers. In 650, it reads, Say, I do not say uh, to you that I possess the treasures of God, nor do I know the future, nor do I say to you that I'm an angel. I simply follow what is revealed to me. Prophet Muhammad, numerous times in the Quran, is saying that he just follows what is revealed to him. To think that he provided some other information that wasn't in the Quran, that somehow he had additional revelations that told him how to uh, do tasks that contradict the Quran is contradictory in itself. God tells us in the Quran that had he uttered any other teachings, God would have doubled the retribution for him and no one could have helped him. In Surah 1773, it says, They almost diverted you from the revelations we have given you. They wanted you to fabricate something else in order to consider you a friend. If it were not that we strengthened you, you almost leaned towards them just a little bit. Had you done that, we would have doubled the retribution for you in this life and after death, and you would have found no one to help you against us. They almost banished you from the land to get rid of you so they could revert as soon as you left. This has been consistently the case with all the messengers that we have sent before you, and you will find that our system never changes. We see a similar statement in Surah 69, verse 40 through 47. It says, this is the utterance of an honorable messenger. If we want to follow the utterance of a messenger, we follow the Quran. And it continues, it's not the utterance of a poet. Rarely do you believe, nor the utterance of a soothsayer. Rarely do you take heed. A revelation from the Lord of the universe. Had he uttered any other teachings, we would have punished him. We would have stopped the revelations to him. None of you could have helped him. Now, does it make sense that the messenger of God would follow commandments that contradicted the revelations given to him in this Quran? In the Quran, 19 times we read that the Shahada, the declaration of faith, is Ashadwan la la lillah, that there is no other God beside God. 
Yet you look at the Hadith, they say that the Shahada has been changed to not only La ilaha illallah, but to add Ashadwana Muhammad Rasulullah, that I bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God. Now this directly contradicts the Quran. 19 times in the Quran, God tells us that the Shahada is La la illallah. Where did this other part come from? Do you think that Muhammad in his own Salat would have said his own name? It makes no sense. Or what about the ablution? In Surah 5 verse 6, God tells us that the ablution is simply four steps. Wash your face, wash your arms, your elbows, wipe your head, wash your feet. Now, if you add these additional steps that they say the Prophet added these steps, where did this come from? Did God add these steps? Because if he did, it would have been in the Quran. But if we follow some other source, something that contradicts the Quran, therefore it shows that we don't believe in the Quran. We don't believe God's word when he says that it's complete, it's fully detailed. And there's numerous examples of this. Why is it that so much of these hadith, they contradict what's in the Quran? So if we want to obey God and obey the messenger, then we need to follow the Quran. Because the Quran is the revelation that the Prophet himself gave to the people. The Prophet himself upheld. He did not uphold any other source. And if we believe in God, if we believe in God's word, we will be fully content with that. And we see what is going to be the response of the prophet when, on the day of resurrection towards his people. It reads in 25, 27, it says, The day will come when the transgressor will bite his hands in anguish and say, At last, I wish I had followed the path with the messenger. At last, woe to me, I wish I did not take that person as a friend. He has led me away from the message after it came to me. Indeed, the devil lets down his human victims. And the messenger said, My Lord, my people have deserted this Quran. It does not say that my people have deserted the Hadith, the Sunnah. No, the, what the people have deserted is this Quran. And this is the words from the Prophet's own mouth on the day of resurrection. So if you want to obey God and obey the messenger and follow the path with the messenger, therefore we shall not desert this Quran. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. And until next time, peace and God bless.